Aloha! Welcome to the Hale o Nakaula podcast. We are based upcountry on the stunning island of Maui. If you have any questions or want to know more about us, you can always check us out at hokmaui.com. We would love to connect with you on social media throughout the week on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Today, our pastor, Daniel Oliveira, dives into the keys of effective prayer. We no longer come as beggars before the king, but enter into prayer as sons relating to a loving father. Find out what is yours according to the sacrifice of the son. Before I get in the word, into the word, I just want to read this out of John 3. And this is the conversation between Jesus Christ and the Samaritan woman. Verse 22 says, You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know. For salvation is from the Jews. I want to I wanna talk about prayer. You know, and one thing that I'm looking for personally is that I want to have effective prayers. Right? I mean, there are so many verses in the scripture that make me think that I'm not praying correctly. Because it says, if two or three agree, whatever they agree will happen. Right? So maybe there's no, not enough agreement. <laughs> right? There's another verse that says, whatever you ask in my name, it will be granted to you. Right? Yeah. I have to be honest and say maybe I, I need to learn to pray. Yeah. And that's not a, like crazy because it is in the scriptures. That we don't know how to pray as we should. <laughs> you want me to read that for you? Yeah. Here. Romans 8, 26. In the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we should. Okay, so don't get offended. It's not me telling you that you don't know how to pray. This is the Apostle Paul writing to the Romans, to the church in Rome, saying, we, we need the Holy Spirit. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. But at the same time, the Holy Spirit was given to teach us all things. So maybe if I develop this relationship with the Holy Spirit, I will, beyond the groanings of praying in tongues, I will also learn how to pray with my mind, with my understanding the right words that the Holy Spirit wants me to say. Wouldn't that be awesome? And I think that that's what we should be pursuing in our walk with God. God, I want to I learn to pray like you prayed. You know, Jesus Christ, He would just be with the Father. And every, at every opportunity, He would just be by Himself. You know, we, we know that sometimes He would feed the multitudes, heal the sick, and all of that. But sometimes, we're like, okay, bye, go away, go home now. I need to be with my father. 
Did you know that a lot of times, sometimes you need to be away from people? Away from your phone, away from your TV, away from your computer. And you don't need to be saying much, you don't need to be doing much, you don't need to be singing, you don't need to be worshiping, you don't need to do anything, you just need to be listening. The beginning of a life of prayer is listening. It's listening and connecting with the Father. Prayer is not like you are God's spy in this world. And you wake up in the morning, God, let me tell you what's going on here. Let me tell you what that person did yesterday. Let me tell you what I need. Did you know that that's not prayer? Because he knows what you need already. Our prayer should be, God, what is it that you want to give me today? How are you going to reveal yourself to me today? What is your name? Father, what is your name this morning? Are you a rock, a mountain, a high tower, a shield? Are you a hug? Are you a river of love? How are you going to reveal yourself to me today? And then you wait. And then in that relationship, maybe he will tell you, why don't you pray for that person? Why don't you pray for the other person? But first we listen to his voice. First we wait on him. So this is the very important lesson. When we pray, we're not God's advisors. God, I think you should do this, and you should do that. <laughs> First, we, we enter in his presence, and we hear his voice, and we connect with his mind. And then when we do that, even when he reveals things to us, it will never be with a tendency to judge others. Because even if he reveals things in people's lives, it's going to be with his love. It's important that we, we know the basis of our prayer. You know, you cannot enter into a life of prayer if you do not feel his love. If you cannot even pray or ask or connect with him if you don't feel like he opened the door for you for a relationship. Do you feel like sometimes your prayers work and sometimes they don't? It's like you're just like shooting, right? And sometimes you hit your target, sometimes you don't. But that, that's, that's not what I would call an effective life of prayer. In Hebrews eleven six it says, And without faith, it is impossible to please him. 
For he who comes to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. A prayer without faith will never achieve anything. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. How do I get faith? How can I get faith? I don't know if I have faith. What is faith? Faith is the assurance that's given to you by his word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word. So do you want to, do you think you have little faith? Do you want to grow in your faith? Getting to the word. The word will open the door for you to have a relationship with the Father. And it will open the door for the access. For you to know what is your relationship with the Father. And I'm going to read some promises here for you that I want to just be like a... Instigate you to get in the word and find what are the promises that you should be waiting on him and say, okay, is it time yet? Is it time yet that I get this? You know when kids are close to Christmas, right? Is it Christmas already? Can I get my present? And I think that we should be like that with God. God, I know you will have all of this for me. Is it time yet? Can I get it? Can I get my bike? Do I have to wait until Christmas? <laughs> and I, I'm glad that, but you know that he, he is the rewarder. You know that he is El Shaddai. He is the Almighty. Amen. Are you guys getting this? But you, when you pray, go into your inner room Close your door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees what's done in secret will reward you. Do you see this? I mean, take some time later and read this whole chapter. It's Matthew 6. and He's teaching the disciples how to pray. But we, we concentrate on the Lord's Prayer, right? But read before and after. Put the prayer in the context of what he was saying. And do you want to go there? But first, before we go there, prayer is a conversation between the Father and the Son. The Son and the Father. It has to be because of the relationship. You have to trust that relationship. Verse 7, and when you're praying, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do. For they suppose that they will be heard for their many words. So do not be like them. (laughs) For your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Lord, I want to relate to you as a Father that knows what I need already before I ask So instead of asking you, I just relate to you. And then I become a channel of your words. Not just for me, but for others. 
Prayer is not telling God what's going on. He already knows. He, he knows what my daughter need, needs, my, my wife, what you guys need. He already knows. Better than I do. I can have a lot of ideas of what you guys need. The best thing that I have to do is go, okay, God, what is the best way to pray for that person today? Because you know exactly what's going on here. You can continue reading here. You know, and then it says, pray then in this way, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Take some time later and read this. See how many personal things Christ is asking and teaching us to ask the Father. He's our that, our Father. Forgive us. And it starts with giving glory to Him, honoring Him. Lord, teach us to pray. Just like you taught your disciples to pray, teach us to pray now. Holy Spirit, help us in our weaknesses because we don't know how to pray as we should. According to the will of God, says in Romans 8, right? We, we read that. In the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness to pray, for we do not know to pray as we should, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Let's keep reading this. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his Son, so that he would be the firstborn among many brethren. Remember, you enter into prayer because you're a son. You have that relationship. And just like Christ was born, he is the firstborn of many. And just like he had a destiny for Christ, he has a destiny for you. That's how you pray. I don't want to pray like, God, if there is any blessing left there, can you send me one more my way? If there is anything left there in your huge palace in the heavens, is there anything left over for me? Even a half a promise. Half a blessing, please. Like the crumbs falling off of your table. There must be something left for the dog in here. That's not how we pray. That's not how it pleases the father to have a conversation with his son. The son knows the relationship. And so he comes and says, okay, for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his son so that he would be the firstborn among many brethren. You should put your name there. I am one. And when I pray, I say, God, remember when you sent your son to die for me? 
you opened the door and you included me in this relationship with you. So I am now, thank you, by your grace, one of the many sons. Now I can talk to you. Now I have access to you. Now I don't need to come to talk to you as a stranger asking for something that I do not deserve. But do I deserve it? Do you deserve it? You did not. But now you do. Because now you are a son and a daughter. But if you still if you're still thinking that you do not deserve, so you're not walking in Christ. And this whom he predestined, he also called. Okay. Have you been predestined? Are you sure? Come on. Have you been called? And this whom he called, he also justified. Have you been justified? And this whom he justified, he also glorified. Whoa. (laughs) What does that mean? John 17. The glory that I have received, I give to you. Right? What is the glory that he gave? He left for his disciples. He left his mantle. He left his anointing. He said, stay there until you are what? Filled with power. Endued with power. You're filled with power from on high. This he also glorified. Man, I want to stop putting down the Holy Spirit that's in me. The Holy Spirit that's in me, it is His glory. It is His mantle. But if I put it down, if I worship a small God, He's going to be a small God. If I worship the King of the universe, He's going to be the King of the universe for me. What then shall we say? I bless this. Lord, by your grace and by your Holy Spirit, change our life of prayer. Give us an awareness of what you already did in opening the door for us to relate to you as sons and daughters. I don't want to worship you as the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and Jacob, the God that spoke to Moses. He's the same God. You know, I don't want to worship a God that's an uncle, a distant grandfather, a distant great, great, great grandfather. I want to worship a personal God, my God. And I bless that for us. I'm gonna, I want to read that story of the, the, the widow. Luke 18. Now he was telling them a parable to show that at all times they ought to pray and not lose heart. Saying, in a certain city there was a judge 
who did not fear God and did not respect man. There was a widow in that city and she kept coming to him saying, give me legal protection from my opponent. This is how she had strength in her prayer. She knew who she was and she knew what was hers. And she knew that it was legally possible for her to go ask the judge. And that's what I want to encourage you to do. Find out what's yours. What is legally yours according to the sacrifice of the Son? What did Jesus die for for you? Verse 32. He who did not spare his own Son but delivered him over for us all, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? Right? I'm telling you, I'm kind of your counselor here this morning, as your attorney. I'm telling you, do you want to know what's yours in Christ? He's willing to give you all things. So when you pray, you don't come and say, I know I don't deserve God. My life is so miserable here. If you could just at least, you know, send me a little half a blessing. God's going to go like, did I give my son for you to have that kind of prayer back? No, I want you to know your rights. I want you to come with faith. You know, find what your rights are in the word. Find all the promises. And then you come and say, okay, Lord, remember you promised me this? Remember you said this? Remember that you told me to ask and not stop asking and knock and keep on knocking until I receive it? Lord, make us a people of prayer but a people full of faith that knows what is my legal protection. What is your legal protection in your walk with God? Oh, I got none. I have no rights. You know, I do not deserve anything. Well, I don't think so. So look at this. For a while he was unwilling, but afterward he said to himself, Even though I do not fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow bothers me, I will give her legal protection. What was happening here? Somebody was taking what was hurt. Right? A widow needs what she needs. You know, she has no, no way to continue taking care of herself if she doesn't get what is hers. Do you think that there's something missing in your life <laughs> that should be yours according to the promises of God? 
So we, we should know the legal protection, what is ours, and, and go to the judge, go to the king of kings and say, this is mine. Not because I deserved it, not, not because I did anything right, but because your son died for me and opened the door for me to be included in your sons and daughters. I will give her legal protection. Otherwise, by continually coming, she will wear me out. And the Lord said, hear what the unrighteous, unrighteous judge said. Now, will not God bring about justice for his elect who cry to him day and night? And will he delay long over them? I will tell you that he will bring about justice for them quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Lord, give us that faith. Give us that faith. Yes. Are you guys, can you handle two more scriptures? Yes. You, you should write this down. And go back during the week and read this. And say, okay, Lord, Holy Spirit, what are you speaking to me now? Because to me, this word is very personal for me. I'm just sharing with you. You know, this is how I want to pray. You know, I, I don't want to be a beggar. You know, I don't want to keep with my prayers of petitions as if I, I have no legal protection. You know, you don't go to the bank Say, can I, can I get some money, please? <laughs> I have no money, but I need to pay rent. Can you give me some money? What will they tell you? Are you crazy? Call 911. But if you have an account, you can go to the bank and cash a check. Right? And God doesn't want us to go to him and say, can I get something today, God? Please. He said, no. Are you ready to receive another portion of your inheritance? Have you grown up? Have you matured? Are you ready to receive this? Amen. Let's go to First Peter 1. Verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Put this together with Romans 8, being predestined, called, justified, glorified, right? And he's saying here, who according to his great mercy, not what we have done, but because of his great mercy, he caused us to be born again to a living hope. Lord, give us that living hope. To obtain an inheritance. Right? You were adopted. 
You were brought in. Why? To receive an inheritance which is imperishable and undefiled and will not fade away. Reserved in heaven for you. Who are protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Two things I want to point out here. Number one, reserved in heaven. In heaven, that inheritance is yours already. You don't need to ask for it. It's already reserved. It's yours. Oh, I wish I could have this and I wish I could have that. It is in heaven reserved for you. The point that I want to make here is Christ taught us to pray, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So I bless that for us. Lord, give us a revelation of what is reserved in heaven right now, already ours. But let it manifest here. Let it manifest here right now. I don't want to wait. I know it's going to be mine forever, throughout eternity. But that's not how Christ taught us to pray. He taught us to pray, you know what? There is something of the will of God that's already a reality in heaven. The kingdom of God is a reality now up there already. What we need to do is we need to pray that in here. Pray here. I, I'm, I'm awesome. That's why I'm, I'm going crazy with this revelation. Because it's like, I, I cannot wait anymore. We should not be waiting anymore. Because it's almost like an affront to God. You know, I'm talking about God in this Hebrew class that I'm attending. There's always something deeper. When you think about God, there's always a, a deeper layer. You know, and one of the things that came up this week was this name of God, the God Almighty, El Shaddai. And he's like, he can do anything. He's a provider. And he's like that mother that cannot wait for the kids to come home hungry and feed them. What do you want? Here, I, ha- I made plenty. You know, don't be shy. Don't be shy when you come at my table. And I don't want to relate to God in a shyness of, I don't, uh, no, I'm, I'm okay. You know, when you go to somebody's house that you don't really know that people offer you stuff, and I'm, I'm okay. You're like, your tongue is like growling. You're hungry, but you don't want to, uh, or you want to eat seconds, but well, that would be so rude, right? No, God, I'm, 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 I'm a good Christian. I'm going to keep suffering here. You know, I'm okay. I'm going to wait when I die and walk in my inheritance. And God is going like, when are you going to learn to pray like I taught you? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Okay, last one.
I bless that with this revelation. Lord, somebody one day, I believe, will break through this. Yes. You know, we had this experience recently of a dream. The idea is that, you know, in, the, the, in Revelation talks about the heavenly Jerusalem coming down. Because it is in heaven already. But it's going to come down. When Moses went up to the mountain, he saw the tabernacle. And in the book of Hebrews, it talks about there was a type. What he built was a type copying what he saw in heaven. But there is a reality for my life. Isn't that crazy to think about that? There's already a reality there. There's a reality for Maui that is a reality in the in heavens. That we should be connecting with the mind of the Lord and say, okay, let's bring that reality here right now. As it is in heaven, let it be done here. Let my life, my marriage, my finances, my health reflect here what it is in heaven. Let our relationships, our agreements, the oneness in the body of Christ should reflect here as it is in the heavens. You know, I was thinking, I'm just taking an aside here. If Jesus is the Son of God, right? He's the Son of God. And He prayed for us to become one. And I allow division in my heart. How does that work in my prayer life? If I'm going against His prayer to the Father. Isn't that a crazy thought? Okay, Jesus, I know you prayed for oneness, but I have a hard time relating to that person. I know you love him, but I cannot love that person. But now, let me pray. <laughs> right? Let's, can you just overlook this? Division in my heart. But can I now ask you for some, some stuff here? And God is going to wait. You should be praying like, like he prayed. I only speak when I hear my father speaking. I only do the things that I see my father doing. Anyway, back to the word. Sorry. Ephesians 1. I love this. I love when I find a prayer in the Bible that I can use. Instead of making things up, I can repeat this prayer and say, this is, I'm going to repeat the words of God back to God. Isaiah talks about that he put intercessors in the wall, reminding him day and night. You don't need to make things up. You remind the Lord of His Word. You find what's your legal protection, what's yours, what's your inheritance, what's, what He died for you to inherit. And you go say, Father, Jesus Christ died at the cross and He paid all my debts. But I sinned again. 
I think that the price that he paid paid for an eternal life of sin. (laughs) You can sin tomorrow worse. You don't want to. You should not. But he paid the price. Because he knew what you were going to do. Well, listen to this prayer. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before him. God, you chose me before the foundation of the world to walk with you. I don't want to waste any more time second-guessing myself or putting myself down because I don't understand what is my legal protection, what is mine, what is my inheritance. In love, He predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself according to the kind intention of his will to the praise of the glory of his grace which he freely bestowed on us in the beloved. You can continue reading all of this. In him we have redemption through his blood. This is how that widow was knocking at the door of the judge. She was coming, here, I have, in Christ, I have redemption. I don't need to come and say, oh my God, I hope I'm, I'm still in good terms with God. I hope he didn't see what I did yesterday. <laughs> He did, and he knew. <laughs> and he was just looking like that. Oh, myself. One day, that also will pass. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished on us. In all wisdom and insight, he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his kind intention. Are you guys getting this? Which he purposed in him with a view to an administration suitable to the fullness of the times, that is, the summing up of all things in Christ, things in heaven and things on earth, in him also we have obtained an inheritance. I want to emphasize this. Inheritance. The inheritance is yours, whether you have it in your hands or not. Whether you have to wait for 20 years to really put it in your pocket, it is yours. There may be a process of transferring those things may be gradually. Yes, son, you're eight years old. I don't think you're ready to drive a car. 
But the car is there, waiting for you. Right. When you're grown up enough and you are experienced, you can drive the car. Does it make sense? Receiving of the inheritance is related to our growing up, our maturity. We also have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to his purpose, who works all things after the counsel of his will. To the end that we who were the first to hope in Christ would be to the praise of his glory. I bless this for us. I know this was long. But I just want to say, Lord, impact us. Change us. Change the way we relate to you. Change the way that we talk to you. Change the way that we we pray. Make our prayers pleasant to your ears. (laughs) Not just repetitions. Not just petitions. But a prayer that's a, a relationship. Sons speaking to the Father. And the Father being able to convey his heart and his will and his desires to his sons and daughters. I bless this for us. Let's stand. Mahalo for listening to this message. If you are led to leave a rating and review, please feel free to do so. May God bless you.